Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Today we're going to pick up on a new study. Uh, It's a continuation of uh, Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4 and 5, where Jesus every morning was woken up and he was given the tongue of the learned and also uh, morning by morning his ear was woken up. So that he could have a word to speak, a word to say to the weary at due season. Well, anyway, here we're going to find Jesus at the temple. And once again, once again, he has the right word at the right time for the right person. And it just goes to show the preparation of each day that Jesus spent in being in the presence of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit. And knowing exactly what it is that he was supposed to do. And many times it may have been a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, uh, or even the discerning of spirits operating in his life. Or it could have been the gifts gifts of healings. Uh, it could, be, could have been the gift of uh, faith demonstrating itself. Or even the workings of miracles. But either way, Jesus was always prepared. And it's no less for the body of Christ and for the individual believer to be prepared as he gets ready to walk out that door, but also be prepared as he wakes up in the morning, not only to hear from God, but be prepared to be able to serve his own family, husband or wife or children, and uh, also have a word for others. You never know. Sometimes we joke around and... uh, We say things and do things not knowing what condition another person is in or what they're going through. Maybe they're just starting to go down a steep valley. Here we are at the top of a a mountaintop and uh, we're rejoicing and all uh, full of uh, uh, thanksgiving and, and, and grace and blessing while they seem to have just sunk to the bottom and Uh, Instead of having said or given something uplifting, something edifying, uh, something that would help them through what they're going through, uh, we wind up kind of throwing like a monkey wrench right into the machinery and uh, bringing it to a halt. Well, let us not be like that. Let us learn to listen to listen to the Holy Spirit so that when we do open our mouth, it will truly be a blessing unto the lives and to the hearer. Remember, having our words seasoned with grace, flavored with the salt of God himself, so that they may minister to the hearer. It says in John, in chapter number 8, in verse 2, and once again we're going to find the same pattern of uh, Jesus ministering to people and concerning of uh, sinning no more and they finding themselves in a predicament of having either been healed of something or having been forgiven of something or having been delivered uh, from something. In this case, we're going to see how Jesus uh, delivers this woman from the hands of the Pharisees that were ready to stone her. It says in chapter 8, beginning with verse number 2, And early in the morning he came again into the temple. He did spend a lot of time there. Uh, or at a synagogue. And all the people came unto him, and he sat down and he taught them. 
We must understand that the ministry of Jesus was that of a teacher. He has never stopped being a teacher. He was a teacher while he walked in his physical body here on earth, and he taught the multitudes for those three and a half years up until his crucifixion. But every word, every thought, every action, every deed of Jesus had a divine purpose in it. There is nothing that was happenstance. There was nothing that was done that it just occurred and, oh, well, you know, it just took... No, everything was for a divine purpose so that we could be instructed, so that we could be taught. And as the Holy Spirit teaches us, we can rely on the Word of God to back up every everything that is either has been said or spoken uh, by Jesus or written in the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit just simply backs up that confirmed Word already by what He teaches us. Well, when He sent the Holy Spirit, He sent Him as a teacher. How do we know that? Because He said when the Comforter has come, He will guide you, He will teach you. He will lead you into all truth. So we know that He was sent also to teach us. And of course, uh, in the book of First John, in chapter 2, verse 20 and verse 27, it talks about the anointing itself uh, teaches us all things, that we have no need for any man to teach us. But basically meaning that we can be taught, even though we may be, let's say, on a deserted island, without a Bible, without anything in our lives, except whatever scriptures that we've heard or known uh, in our lives, and the Holy Spirit, right there and then, can teach us from the very Word of God itself. Well, anyway, Jesus is in the temple. He's sitting down. He's not behind a podium. He's not behind a pulpit. He's not behind a microphone. He's just sitting down, and He's teaching. We have to understand that Jesus taught what He taught so that the people would be ready to receive what they needed to receive. All he was doing was giving them instruction on how to be healed, on how to have faith, how to receive their miracle, how to live their lives, how to enter into the kingdom of God. All of these things he taught. He taught them that the kingdom of God was within them. He taught them that if they were not born again, they couldn't see or enter into the kingdom. He taught them that only through those who exerted themselves and actually were spiritually violent, uh, would be able to bring and have effect on the kingdom. He taught, them, he taught them to pray, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He taught them the parables concerning the kingdom on planting and sowing and, and how the word of God is a seed. So he taught, he taught, he taught. If all we want to do is just hear a preaching, a preaching, a preaching, uh, we're going to be off balance. We need to be taught. Many times uh, messages of, of preachings are exhortations and, and uh, uh, a calling for salvation to the sinner. But we need to be taught. Go and teach all nations whatsoever, whatsoever I have commanded you. So he taught. So that his disciples also taught. And the scripture says, And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman. How is it? How 
is it that the coincidence that these Pharisees and Sadducees happened to catch this woman on the day that Jesus was going to be in the temple? I don't know about you, it sounds like a frame-up job to me. Sounds like somebody was set up. Maybe somebody heard that Jesus was coming. Maybe they knew that Jesus was coming. They, they obviously were already planning this ahead of time. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they set her in the midst. So, I mean, here Jesus is teaching. We're in the middle of a Bible service. We're in the middle of a, of a, of a, of a Bible class if we could say that. And in the midst of it, they come in and they bring this woman that had been caught in the act of adultery. Now, they say unto him, Master, which is to say basically uh, in the scripture, instructor or teacher. Teacher. Well, if they would have been listening to what he was teaching before, they wouldn't have been so interested in this other act that they were trying to commit they say unto him, Teacher, this woman, and I would imagine she had a name, but they just simply call her, This woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now, according to the Old Testament, both the man and the woman should have been brought to be stoned. But how interesting that only the woman was brought. How did they catch him in the very act of adultery? Now, Moses in the law, According to John 8, 5, Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned, but what sayest thou? In other words, we want to see if you're going to contradict Moses. We're going to see if you exalt yourself above the Torah, the five books of the law. We're, we're, we're going to see what your response is going to be because we'll wind up stoning you too. Now Moses in the law commanded us. How interesting. They just didn't simply say that Moses in the law commanded, but he said commanded us. Almost like if they were the keepers and the guardians, the only ones that could interpret and understand the law. Everybody else was too feeble-minded, too weak to be able to comprehend these things. And they needed to resort to depending upon these men and their doctrine, their ideas, and their interpretations instead of what God said. And the scripture says in verse number 6, And this they said, tempting him. See, it, it, it was not a legitimate thing. They wanted to test him. They wanted to scrutinize and entice him. They wanted to prove that he was wrong in the way that he did things. This they did tempting him that they might have to accuse him. How interesting. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote, on the ground as though he heard them not. The temple ground was not dirt. The temple ground was made out of stone. 
Please understand that. The temple ground was not like a an adobe house or a hut that had a dirt floor. Now, remember, when the law was given, it was written on tablets of stone. How is it possible that Jesus was writing with his finger? Or was it actually just his finger just going on top of the ground? Or was it actually carving into the stone that was there? But the scripture just simply says that he stooped down and with his finger he wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, they pressed him for an answer. He lifted himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. Now remember, Jesus was so prepared for the day, so guided by the Holy Spirit, whether it was a word of knowledge that was given to him, whether it was something that he was already prepared for at the very beginning of the morning and day before this event even took place. Jesus spoke something that had he tried to say anything else, it probably would have gone very differently. But God basically told him, say this, he that is without sin, And if an individual has a conscience that hasn't been hardened and hasn't been seared and hasn't been completely, completely abandoned, each and every one of those individuals that was there was going to see that they themselves at some point, somewhere along their lives before this event were in sin, had committed sin. And still had to deal with the issues because they were not resolved. How do we know that? Because the conscience was going to speak to each and every one of them. You can have the devil speak something to you. You can have God speak something to you. You can have mankind speak something to you. But when your own conscience, when the voice of your own conscience speaks to you, you can't run away from that. You can say, that's from man, I'm not going to listen to him. Or you can yield to what the devil is saying. Or you can say, I'm not going to listen to God. But when your own conscience is speaking to you and is bringing forth these things, there's no hiding no running. Well, consider this food for thought, for we're going to pick up here tomorrow. The Lord richly bless you. Remember, Jesus is coming soon. Be prepared. Keep looking up. You never know. This might be the day that He returns for us. The Lord richly, truly bless you. Amen.